When you hear the words quality and safety as they're related to healthcare, what comes to mind? You might think about getting an infection after surgery or signs that are posted to warn someone about a potential safety risk. For Sarah Bush Lincoln, quality and safety has always been a part of their culture. In 2015, additional initiatives were put into practice that resulted in positive outcomes for patients and the organization. In this edition of Health Styles, we'll learn more about those efforts and how Sarah Bush Lincoln became a top rural hospital by the LeapFrog Group. As you age, what's really important to you? Travel, independence, hobbies, creating memories with your grandkids? When your mobility is preventing you from doing the things you love, it's time to do something about it. Visit one of our top nationally ranked orthopedists and learn how our world-class technology can restore your mobility. Don't give up on the things you love. Contact Sarah Bush Lincoln Orthopedics and Sports Medicine and the Benuti Clinic today. Learn more at sarahbush.org. I'm here with Dr. James Hildebrandt, uh, Vice President of Medical Affairs for Sarah Bush Lincoln, and Nancy Wurtzbaugh, who is Administrative Director of Quality, Risk, and Safety. So we're going to talk a little bit later in the podcast about this designation that Sarah Bush recently received, which is a big deal. But we need to backtrack a little bit and talk about how we got there. And it really has to do with quality and safety in healthcare. So whoever wants to jump in here, talk about what is quality and safety in healthcare, and what does that mean to me as a patient or a family member of a patient? Okay, so quality, let's define quality first. I would say that quality can be thought of as the degree to which we adhere to best practice guidelines. Um, if a particular treatment is recommended for a particular disease, and that's the best treatment, and how often do we render that treatment? How often do we fail to render that treatment? Um, essentially, how often do we follow the, the, the guidelines? If there are best practices out there for specific clinical problems, what's the percentage that we end up uh, uh, following those? And then, and then uh, you know, compared to other organizations and other, other hospitals around the country, how do we, how do, we do as, as stacked up against them? And there's one other way of looking at quality that might be worth mentioning that a lot of uh, a lot of the thought leaders out there in the country talk about now and they say that uh, that they will define quality as um, the degree to which the care within an organization diverges without a good reason so if you have a hundred doctors in your organization and they attack the same problem in many different ways but there's no good reason for that and you know based on what the characteristics of the patient or the characteristics of the disease then they would define that as a as a, a lack of quality, the, the divergence. So the degree to which people practice in the same way when there's not a good reason to do otherwise would be another uh, definition of quality. And um, I think safety is the degree to which we uh, avoid harming patients. And so those two things are closely related because if you're practicing quality care, you will uh, your patients will experience harm less often than they than they would otherwise. Okay. Can you take us back to what kind of prompted Sarah Bush Lincoln to sort of go after quality and safety? Was there something that happened specifically, or was it just an initiative that the organization decided to, to go after? Well, we've always been focused on safety and quality. It's always been a part of our um, culture and, and, and our focus as an organization. 
But I think in, back in 2015 is really when we, we took the next step up and we decided that um, as an organization, our patients um, and keeping them safe with and given high quality care was something that we really wanted to um, take another look at and say, what can we do to really eliminate preventable harm? And that's really the, the conversation. And so we started on this journey um, when we said, okay, let's, let's look at this and how we want to do this. We created a safety team that um, mimicked or mirrored our service culture, so our, our excellence of way of life. And we created a team and the team was um, included members from all over the organization and we sat down to say okay how are we going to do this and what is our goal and it was to eliminate the preventable harm and really um, engage our staff to think in a safe um, manner and practice with safety behaviors and so we sat down and said okay what are we going to do and it was a recommendation from the safety team up to the administrative team to say this is we want to we want to come up with a, a plan and we really want to attack this organizational-wide from the administrative team, management team, physicians, nurses, um, support partners, custodial services, everyone involved to say we are a team. It takes every one of us to have a, a truly safe, safe culture. So what kind of things did you put into practice? Well, we partnered with a organization that was really focused on high reliability. Um, and so our consultants came in and really individualized an organizational plan and it was um, developed from um, listening to us looking at past events talking with our staff and our management and we really sat there and said okay what are we going to develop and really focused on creating a, a culture um, that would support eliminating preventable harm and so we developed what we call error prevention tools and um, that we could educate all staff members, and then leadership methods. And both of those together keeps the focus on safety. And some of them are as simple as a tool as an individual that you can implement every single day while you're doing your personal as well as work environment. And some of them are how we focus on safety. How as an organization and leaders focus and keep that in the forefront or the priority of our organization. We also learned uh, really good ways of investigating when things didn't go right. Um, we have people in the organization, several of us that have been trained to be, uh, to be experts in, in uh, leading investigations of these events in such a way that we get real answers and we don't get people trying to cover mistakes and things like that. Um, so we can actually find what's wrong and fix it. Uh, we look for underlying causes. We have uh, learned to, to uh, generally not blame the person who was involved and more look at systems reasons. why. If I failed, why did I fail? What systems could have been in place that would have helped me not fail? And we also encourage transparency and honesty. Um, when you're not blaming somebody, an individual just pointing the finger at them, um, it's a little easier for people to come forward with, with uh, the truth about uh, when events happen, which makes it easier to fix them. So that transparency, when people come out and say, hey, I did this and it hurt a patient, you know, let's take a look at this and figure out why instead of trying to hide it, which is the way that things have been in, in the healthcare industry, you know, going back uh, many, many years uh, from when I was a young trainee, um, this enlightened approach where we are transparent, we're not judging people when they're trying their best that, that they happen to, to miss the mark. We're looking for real solutions that will solve problems instead of just blaming people. And then the training, every single person in the building from the CEO to, you know, the people that, that uh, do maintenance and and all the physicians, everybody got trained in, in our safety tools that Nancy was mentioning. And, 
and uh, I think it made a big impression on people. We started uh, we started having every day, every every weekday, the leadership of the hospital, the the management, many of the members of the management team, uh, administrative members. We all meet for 15 minutes or so early in the morning um, and just talk about what events happened in the past 24 hours, what's happening going forward, are there any things that we need to be concerned about now so everyone in the building has court awareness on what's going on in the system, not just in the hospital either, but in our clinics and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to describe, I mean, even to describe <laughs> all the different things we did takes quite a bit of time, um, but uh, there was a whole lot of work that went into it and uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to tell uh, everybody out there that this person to my left, Nancy, was uh, <laughs> she was the the workhorse and the the uh, the absolute uh, uh, general that uh, that got this uh, this really uh, implemented and moving. Um, lots of people in the organization had uh, had had uh, a hand in it. Uh, many many uh, many people throughout the organization, too many to mention, um, had very important parts in it. And and there are many people out there that feel an ownership of this sense of safety that we have now and and are. The people that work here know how important that is uh, to us, and it's become important to them as well. And that feeling of where people are focused on it and they're thinking about it—that's probably the most important part. Mm -hmm. I agree. And the other, you know, just reporting of events, um, and they're not just actual events; they're near miss. We have we have an incredible staff here in the organization who catch errors before they ever reach a patient. Mm -hmm. And it's those near miss events that you can fix that never reach a patient because processes are our number one issue. You know, as humans, we're, we, we do human things, but processes that set up a human can lead to errors. And so looking at the processes so that you can you can make it as, as um, safe proof as possible, but really reporting those events so we can look at them regardless if it reached a patient or not. Nancy, give me an example of one of these safety tools that was uh, created and is now implemented as part of the culture here at Sarah Lincoln. So we, we have what we call four error prevention um, strategies and there are nine tools. And one of the tools that we use a lot and you'll hear the staff talk about is validate and verify. And validate and verify is when you have are doing something or you're looking at something and it doesn't make sense or you've never seen it before or it just doesn't feel right from the experiences that you know that you verify and you verify it with someone who's the expert. So whether it's the physician, um, someone, an expert, you know, you're a nurse and so it's a more experienced nurse. It is the um, management that you're calling, but you're verifying it so that you're not just going in through, you're just not making a blind choice. You're using all your tools to make it make sense. And so that's a tool. Um, communication, as you know, communication or poor communication is the root <laughs> to all evil. But how do we communicate? Clear communication, being able to ask clarifying questions, but to, clear, to communicate in ways that we verbally communicate clearly to begin with. As many times in, in, in medicine and healthcare, we use a lot of acronyms right and so but a lot of those sound the same and medications sound the same and what do we do to clarify those so that the person that is receiving um, our message hears what we're intending them to hear and then how do they validate that back to us so that we know we're on the same page those are just a couple examples so one of the things I think of when I think of hospital safety is infections you know I mean how does uh, organization, uh, a hospital, a clinic, how do we prevent germs from spreading, from making people sick who are already here? So I know that we put some practices in place to reduce hospital-acquired 
acquired infections. Can you talk a little more about that? One is hand washing. You know, just the, the focus of doing great hand hygiene throughout the organization is a basic foundation. Um, but then the also is really paying attention to best practices and whether you do best practice bundles and so, and we monitor and manage that for every, but when there is a case then to really deep dive and say, you know, could we have done something different to, to prevent this from being a hospital acquired condition. Um, down to, we have a committee called the Clinical Quality Committee, and that committee is looking at best practices. We share subgroups that are looking at what's happening out on the units because um, you don't know what's happening until you get out there and look. You wanna make sure that everybody has the tools they need to do the job. Do they have the education and the knowledge base? But also, do they understand why? Why is it so important? And so it's a, it's a, a huge team that goes from a management level down to the front bed nurse um, and the techs and the, the people who clean the rooms every day to share that. It's a data, you gotta share the data, mm -hmm. but you also have to know what our goals are, why, why are we wanting to do it, and then how are we doing? So we have that pulse check all the time. And, and healthcare acquired infections can be, they're, they're measured specifically, there are certain ones that are measured specifically because um, you know if someone caught a cold from a doorknob in a hospital, it'd be pretty much impossible to tell that, but um, but statistically, the things that we measure are central line-associated bloodstream infections, catheter-associated urinary tract infections, um, uh, a uh, transmissible uh, infection that's called Clostridium difficile, people call it C. diff, um, that uh, causes uh, uh, gastrointestinal uh, symptoms and can be very serious. Um, uh, MRSA or MRSA, methicillin-resistant staph aureus infections in the bloodstream, and then surgical site infections, uh, so people that got an infection in their wound or in their uh, in their organ after we performed a surgical operation would be a, another. So those are the big ones that we, we really track the most, uh, the most closely. As a result of all this work that started back in 2015, we were, we were awarded an A, not once, not twice, but three times by this organization called LeapFrog. So tell us a little bit about who LeapFrog is and what did that letter A grade mean? Well, LeapFrog is an organization um, that is very focused on safety and quality within healthcare. And um, they're, they're well known in the healthcare community and um, highly respected. Um, and everyone is shooting for that A. I mean, that is, that is a, the cream of the crop. And so um, lots of work. We decided, first we had to decide that LeapFrog is the group that we wanted to, to participate in, but we also wanted to focus on using their best practices and their methodology to say, this is how we get to that, that score. Um, and so that it was an in, incremental um, process as we built up on that. And it, it de deals with everything. It deals with our quality measures, but it also deals with safe practices within the, in the organizations, like um, computer entry orders by the physician, um, because that steps, you know, instead of telling the nurse, they just enter it themselves. And so there's a step for, for error there So in doing that. So there are rates there. How do we pro put that into place? Um, from things like do report never events, do we manage um, with a patient safety organization. So there's a lot of different ways that we are scored by this. It's a, it's a very lengthy um, <laughs> participation that we do. But they are focused on looking at that so that we can, not only is it the quality, that's the outcome metric, but how do we just participate every day, focus on safety within our organization. And there's like about 28 different things that go into the LeapFrog score that they, they grade us on. And some of those things are process, they're called process scores, which means 
how do we do something? What's the method or the process by which we, we do something? And they look and say, well, how, you know, are you doing it right? Okay, well, then the other side is outcomes. Well, how did it turn out? So you did everything right, but the patient didn't do well. Well, that's an outcome score. If the patient had got an infection or had to go back to surgery or, had, you know, or passed away or something like that, those are, all, those are all outcomes that can be measured. And so both of those things are important. It's important that you do things right. Also important that you achieve good outcomes. And so the scores can be grossly divided into those, into, into those two areas. And, and, and actually one of those areas that's kind of interesting is, uh, is our, it's an outcomes area, and that is our, our uh, uh, patient experience scores or HCAP scores. Um, that's that's one of the things that goes into the leapfrog scoring, along with a lot of statistics about how high are our healthcare-acquired infection rates and how, how how often do we have people that have accidental punctures and lacerations when we do surgery on them, and you know, like I said, there's a whole long long laundry list of different uh, different things that go into that score. But I think that uh, most people would say in the country now that um, that uh, leapfrog the leapfrog group is probably the most uh, the most sought after, uh, most meaningful. Uh, safety and quality award that's out there right now, um, and uh, uh, I, they, they've done a, a good job with their methodology over the year. They've, over the years, they've worked with hospitals to try to make make their survey more meaningful to where it actually translates into really better outcomes for patients. I mean, that's you know the, the patients love to hear that you're doing everything right, but if things don't go well for them, then that doesn't make a whole lot of difference to them. So um, so these the uh, the methodology that they picked. Has definitely produced outcomes. Uh, if you you know you take a hospital that has an F and a leapfrog compared to a hospital that has say an A or B and a leapfrog, um, you're twice as likely to to pass away from the same condition in a hospital that got the F than you are in a hospital that got the A or B. So we know that it does make a difference, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and it gives us an organized framework to 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 attack uh, the problems of quality and safety from our end. So it goes way beyond just getting a nice, pretty, shiny award trophy that you can put on your desk. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and a lot of teamwork and a lot of uh, focused efforts by uh, by a lot of people. Oh yeah, the the, the nurses in our organization, uh, they're totally bought in. They're wonderful. Um, they they save people from harm every day by catching you know catching uh, little things, little details that someone else may not have gotten. Um, our pharmacy is absolutely fantastic at this. Um, they are uh, one of our, our final barriers to, to make sure that the patients are getting their medications safely and they're completely, uh, they're expert at it, they're bought in, they're completely in, uh, you know, into it. Our physicians, our, our providers are, mm-hmm. are, are uh, it's very important to our providers. Uh, that, you know, they take great pride in the fact that their patients do well um, and, uh, and they want their patients to do well. So they're, uh, they've been uh, uh, enthusiastic participants and and trying to make us uh, a better hospital and provide better care for our patients. And um, so many, I mean, our information systems people, the people that clean our rooms, the people that stock our shelves. I mean, honestly, if the, you, you, it's, it may sound silly, but if, uh, if the people that clean the rooms don't clean them well enough, it's just not very, it's not just that it's not attractive to look at, but it could be an infection risk. Mm-hmm. If the people that don't stock our shelves uh, properly, well, sometimes that's just an inconvenience for somebody that has to go to the storeroom to get something. But sometimes, that item that didn't get stocked could be an emergency item that you need right now and you don't have time to go to the storeroom and if they didn't stock the shelf properly then that person could get hurt and that would be a safety event that would you know that we would count as being uh, against our 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 safety rates and so every single person in the building uh, can have some impact on on this because we've got the three a's 
we got another award. So um, Sarah Bush was um, recognized as the 2019 top one of one of the 2019 top rural hospitals um, by Leapfrog, and so there's about 2,100 or more um, hospitals that participate in the Leapfrog, um, and so with that, um, only 120. Um, in four different categories get selected as a top hospital. And so in Illinois, to just give you, there were only eight hospitals in Illinois recognized, but only two of them were, you know, in, in, in our local area. Um, and so at the eight, um, it's, it's a pretty big deal, 6% um, of hospitals in the rural. So, so you know, it, it's definitely a big, a big deal. And it, the methodology for it makes it um, pretty tough because you have to be in the top 10%. You have to have met certain criteria, improved on certain things, and, and it's a designation. And um, the organization worked really hard um, as, as they do with everything, but um, it's, it's a very, very proud moment to be part of that. For a patient who's listening, or a family member patient, what what does that mean to them? Well, as ho- as a phys- patients have the opportunity to select where they want to go, mm-hmm. and so as our consumers become more and more educated, they're out there on hospitalcompare.gov, Leapfrog, um, but the net <laughs> in social media is absolutely the way to find out about the providers that you go to and the hospitals that you go to, and so it's really a scorecard for um, patients to look and say, well, if you have a hospital that's a C and an A. You may want to pick the A. (laughs) Um, So it's a way for them to be engaged um, and empowered in their in their care to to select where they want to go to um, receive care. It it tells the patient and their family that they're going to a hospital that is committed to uh, to doing it to doing the best job possible and to providing safe, high quality care. And no hospital is perfect. there isn't a perfect uh, hospital or provider in, in the world, and there never really will be a perfect hospital out there, but um, people that get uh, high grades on the LeapFrog score tell you that they're committed to excellence, and, uh, and they care, and they try hard, and they have a, they've done a lot of work to make sure that, that their processes and their outcomes are uh, amongst the best in the country, and so I think you can just have a little bit added sense of security. Um, it's never a good thing when you have to go to a hospital. You know, you, nobody wants to be sick or hurt or need care, but uh, when you do need it, you you know you want it to be done right and you want it to be done uh, properly and and, uh, and efficiently and and uh, with uh, with uh, regard to your your feeling as a person to take care of you as a person with the patient mm-hmm. outcome and patient experience part of it. How do people feel about the care that they got? You know, that's that stuff is all important. So I, I think it's very meaningful for people to uh, to look at this to help pick what hospital they want to go to. So this is a one-year designation, is that mm-hmm. correct? Correct. So what will we do in this year? We'll be like, whoo, whoo, whoo. now we're done? Oh, Are we never. done? <laughs> never. The journey is never done, and it's every day. So we submit um, our LeapFrog scores every six months. So it's twice a year. And so then this is a year, but we're constantly, we, we sub- hit the submit button, and and we're always continually to work on it for, for improvements. You know, it's a good place to start to say, okay, where are we? Where do we need to put our focus? But even if it may not be a, a focus, meaning we're putting lots of work towards, we're still working on it um, and, and paying attention to it because it's, it's ongoing. It's every single day. Yeah, we keep track on the things that go into our LeapFrog scoring and the other things that we follow as mm-hmm. well. And, 
And if we start seeing that one of, you know, we're having a, a, a spike or an increase in some activity of, of things that we don't want to happen, then we'll, uh, you know, we focus on that and we'll put together performance improvement projects and work on, on uh, solving those problems. Uh, we also uh, are always working on individual incidents when something happens. We, you know, we, we're always investigating and looking at improving processes there. Uh, but one of the advantages of having a methodology like LeapFrog is that you're constantly focused on monitoring all these things so that if you start seeing an uptick, then you can, you can get, you know, jump on that really quickly. And yeah, we don't, we'll never run out of things to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Both Nancy and I, will, we've, we've always got things to work on. And, you know, there are literally thousands of, of processes uh, and that, that happen in hospitals and clinics. And, um, and they're constantly evolving. There are always new things to come out to make things better. And, and we're always looking to, to uh, find ways to improve. Thank you, Jim and Nancy, for talking to us today, and congratulations to Sarah Bush Lincoln on this award. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Sarah Bush Lincoln, visit our website at sarahbush.org. You can also keep up with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening to this edition of Health Styles. <music>